Peace, love, blessings, and honor to everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm your co-host, Eyes Red. And I'm your co-host, Reality Soldier. And we are Garvey's Ghosts in, in the, the Spectrum, spectrum of, of Roots. Oh, man, yeah, we man. just sound like some <laughs> professionals up in here. Yeah, so welcome and greetings, everyone. Today's guest is musician and producer, Dougie Conscious. Greetings, Dougie. How are you doing? All good, man. All good. <laughs> nice to have you here. Let's not play it down now. This guy has been doing it consistently and doing it consistently for a number of yeah, years. Yeah. So we're stoked that you're our first Absolutely. guest. Absolutely. Really no happy. worries, man. Glad to be here. Thank Capped. you, brother. Thank so you. So what's it been, like 30 years? Uh, 89 was my first tune, okay. so... All right. Well, before we even get into that, you can let's just rewind and go back to the beginning kind okay. of thing, you know what I mean? And yeah. give us a bit of your history and, you know, like where you grew up and okay. that kind of vibe. Well, basically, I was uh, born in Dalston. Okay. In a hospital called the German Hospital. What? Which I, heard I about don't that. think exists anymore. No. Okay. The actual square that it was on, they based EastEnders on it, apparently, back in the day. Okay. Right. So, yeah, the actual square, Albert Square, was based on this square, just behind, just behind Graham Road. Do so, you remember the name of the square? I can't remember her name. Okay. i got to ask, though. Go on. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? No. <laughs> <laughs> Afraid not. I don't know why it's called a German. I was thought by it was. Yeah. Maybe there's lots of Germans. Anyway. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, I was born in uh, 1964. Wow. Dalston, which is uh, 59 years ago. Wow. Mm. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, born in Dalston and really grew up in Stoke Newton. Okay. Big family, small family? Yeah, pretty big. Uh, got one brother, two sisters... You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty cool. big. What, typical two up, two down kind of vibes? No, we used to live in a council flat in... Okay. Originally, a place called Nesbit House. Yeah, I'm oh, in Which is in Hobbiton High Road. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And from there, I think we went to a place called Binion House, which is in Milton Grove. Shakespeare Walk. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just near the Stoke North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Road. Yeah, just like a basic council, flat, council estate. Okay. So you were, where, where were you in the order, or the pecking order of the I siblings? was second. Oh, My brother's right. older, then it's me, then it's me two sisters. Right, right. So, the yeah. reason I ask that because the eldest one doesn't normally get bullied. Yeah. If you're the second or the third, you getting it. Yeah. The eldest <laughs> well, and the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely get it. When you said nothing, because we said I'd like to share a bedroom with my brother, right. sort of thing. So, yeah. He decided mm. which post he's going to wall. Right. So, what, what did uh, mum and dad do? Well, my mum was like, uh, she used to be a home help. Okay. She used to work okay. in the old people's homes, help, help old people, right, uh, right. things like that. My dad used to work in down the city. He was like a messenger. Okay. Like, like, I'm not sure what he did, but he used to work in the city, mm. delivering stuff for all his stockbrokers and all right, that kind of right. thing. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, wow. But but for the but for the the name or the description or the title, if he was working in the city and he was a stockbroker, he was doing we, well. We, you might have. Had I want to be in Hackney. Let's be realistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, so yeah, it was just a basic council estate, and that's how I got really in so Stoke Newton. What was school like for you? Well, school was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I went to Grassmere Primary School. Okay. Which is in Albion Road. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. You know what I mean? And what yeah. about secondary school? Secondary school is a different ballgame, isn't it? By that time, you sort of grow up. Yeah. Mm. That's where you get all your kind of influences and, you know mm. what I'm saying? And what influenced you in secondary school? Well, basically, them days, it was a lot of reggae, wasn't it? Because where I grew up in Hackney, mm. was, my neighbours were Jamaican. Well, the right. kids weren't. Obviously, the kids weren't. Yeah. Right. I sort of grew up with the kids of the first wave. First wave, yes. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, I used to go around his, my mate's house. 
And his old man used to have the stereo in the corner and the old big fucking oh, valve. valve. Mm-hmm. And the sofa's with all the plastic on it. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Picture of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can't Jesus. go in. Yeah. Well, he used to have to sneak in there because his mum find out you go shit. Yeah, that's a West Indian front room. You can't go in the front room, mate. <laughs> yeah. see all the plastic. Go, what's the plastic for? To stop it getting dirty. I thought, wow. Well. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's going there. Like I say, his, his, his old man used to have a lot of scar records, blue beat, that kind mm. of stuff. Mm. So you really embraced the Windrush culture when it was... Well, like... I, I didn't know nothing different. I didn't know no different. Mm. I just know I grew up in a council state and they were my neighbours. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't really know about Windrush or, or any of these sort of things. Well, I'm not trying to be funny, it. but the same thing, there was a lot of people that didn't accept the way you accepted. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, well, I think if you grew up as a kid, you know no different. Yeah, it's only, absolutely. It's only, it's only like, say, it's only when you went to secondary school, then these things started coming up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, a lot of the white kids all turned punk rockers. Right. And so the kids I used to grow up with, as like, like say, that age, by the time I got to 18, 19, they kind of went one way. I went to punk and all that stuff. Even though I was still into reggae, mm-hmm. that's when you notice things, our divides happen. Yes. You don't realise it when you're a kid. Yeah. Mm. So then when you grow up now, you realise certain things are the that, way they that's, are. That's, and... that's when you're aware of your identity. Yeah, definitely. Sort of, yeah. yeah. But going back to um, early school and primary and stuff, who... Were there any notable uh, teachers or influence? Who's, who's the first teacher that you remember in primary school? Do you remember any of them? I, I, most of the teachers, I, I didn't remember. Oh, you hated them all? The only reason I, I remember the ones is because I didn't like them. <laughs> Probably okay. the good ones. I don't think there was that many good ones, but, you know. Really? I mean, most of the time, yeah, you remember people you don't like, didn't you? Right. I right. suppose and the people that was all right to you. Yeah, the people that were horrible to you. The people that yeah. stick in your mind is the ones, yeah. the teachers. So secondary school was what? Brookhouse. Brookhouse, okay. What else? Wow. That used to be on the roundabout, ain't it? Where the college is still there now, but yeah, it was. It's a college now, but yeah. B six, B six, yeah. It was either that or either Hackney Downs, Upton House, or Brookhouse. Yeah. For some reason, I went Brookhouse. I think it's because my brother went there before me. So okay. Yeah. So what was the musical scene in Brookhouse? Was was there a sound system vibes and yeah, definitely. Even they had a football team. All the all the kids in the football team was all into because at the time, Rasta was. Thing. Right. Reggae was king. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I used to walk from my house in Cabo Road up Palatine Road. First shop, I was Third World. Okay. Oh, right. The little one. Yeah. Then I walk. You remember that one? Third World next mm-hmm. to the chip shop. Yeah. 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 I always remember walking past there and seeing the pictures of uh, the LP covers, like Big Youth. Mm. And I always remember seeing this one. We had all these red, gold, and green teeth. Yeah. Like oh, that, yeah. Honey, like that. Yeah. yeah. And I always used to think, fucking hell. Or a cover. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they did have some iconic yeah, covers. Some proper man. covers, man. How many times do you buy a record just for the just for the cover? Exactly. Absolutely. And then you look at the back and you see all these names of the people that played on it. You know mm. what I'm saying? That was that was that was a good thing about buying a record. Yes. You could look in the back, who played the drummers, who played yeah. the guitar, where was it mixed? Where was it this? Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which you don't seem to get too much nowadays with the downloads and all yeah. that. Yeah. That's a bit missing, man. So Dougie, what sound systems came out of Brook High School? It was loads, wasn't it? Uh, Emperor's Eye Fire. Okay. Tipper's Eye. No, I'm not sure about Tipper's Eye Fire. KP. There was loads of different sounds. Okay. So George. Okay, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I grew up in Stoke Newton. My mate Wendell, yeah. his brother used to have a sound, Tipper's Eye Fire. Okay. And another sound called KP. Okay. And he used to have like blues dances in his yard. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? You pay like 20 pence to get in or whatever. Right, right. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it was proper fucking. If you're not used to it, I, yeah. took, my, I took my bird there. Right, you know what I mean? She's never been to any like <laughs> black event or anything oh, right, like that. Okay. 
And after half an hour, she had to leave. The bass killed her off. All right. <laughs> they used to have an 18 inch speaker box in a room no bigger than this. Yeah. In a corner. Yeah. And if you're not used to that shit, yeah. it, it can fuck you up. Fuck you out. <laughs> it's a problem. Seriously. I mean, when I first started going, I thought, fucking that bass, it just, it just fucks you up. Yes. And you know what I mean? I see people fainting in dances and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I remember taking it and just go, oh, I can't take it. I was wrong. I said, the bass is fucking up. Oh, well, fuck it up. So and this would have been what, the 70s then? Yeah, probably, yeah, late 70s, 70s early, 80s. early 80s, yeah. that was, yeah. So this is the time when the fashion was going into, like, Gabici and... Oh, yeah, that, and this is, like, when... The whole thing. Well, again, in the 70s, the whole Jamaican was really, was like... It was like, a, how would you say, black power mm. was the influence. Right. Rasta, you know what I mean, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Dreadlocks, so then it kind of drifted, and it? it went to the dance hall, and it was more like about fucking... And the gold chains you've got, gold teeth. Mm. You know what I mean? Burberry Max. Yeah. Crocodile skin shoes. Mm. Ah, yes. All that course. kind of stuff. It kind of went from consciousness to like materialness, really, when yeah. you think about well, it. Well, from conscious to unconscious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Slackness and all yeah. kind of thing there. Yeah, really. Which is. Mogging yeah. and emptying there. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, obviously, there, yeah, all the young guys who I used to know who was into reggae and dub in the 70s mm. was now into Shalimar. Okay. You know what I mean? And going down Hackney Road. Jericho. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Onyx chains with big big initials on it and all yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's getting from Dalston next to the train station. Yeah, man. <laughs> railway Arms. Remember the Railway Arms? I walked past there yesterday, but the jewelry shop's gone now, isn't it? Gone, it's mate. changed down there, it's proper. All, it's all changed. It's all, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like Knightsbridge now, isn't it? Yeah. So, let's go back a little bit. What, okay. what kind of kid were you? I was alright, but I was a bit naughty, you know? I used to like fire. Believe oh, really? I used to, the, Pyromaniac up in here. I, I think I was a bit one. We used to, <laughs> I used to buy, I used to buy, you remember lighter fuel? Yeah. yeah. The little yellow cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That idea was fun. We used to go to the shop and buy like a couple of them and just set fire to things. Oh, the things you could do back in the day. Ah, uh, sneeze this on by now. Crazy, really, when you think about it now. But I don't know, I was fascinated by fire. I used to love bonfire and all that all right. stuff. So, I remember a funny story, you heard this one, when I was a young kid, because we used to play with like fire and matches. Swan Vesta, remember Swan Vesta? Yes, yeah. yes, picked up. I remember walking down, uh, I think it was Milton Road, I see this big petrol can. And like an idiot, I thought, oh, I wonder what happens if I throw a match down it. Stop it. Right, now you the joke now. So I'm looking in this petrol can and I fucking threw a match in it. It went, No. And it burnt all my hair off. No. Yeah, right? It burnt, uh, burnt off my brand. No. <laughs> I went home. I thought, fuck, what am I going to tell my dad? He's going to go ape shit. I said, oh, 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 some kids threw a firework at me. Uh -uh. Right? He went, well, right, get in the car, let's go and fucking find him. I went, shit. <laughs> so I'm driving around Stoke Newton trying to find these kids that didn't exist. You know what I mean? And even to this day now, he still laughs about it. You know what I mean? Classic. But at the oh, time. You came clean. I did, yeah, 50 years later. <laughs> but he knew at the time, he thought, say it's fishy here, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I didn't want to admit that I was going around doing stupid wow. things like that, you know right. what I'm saying? Like I say, when we was that young, there was things like bomb sites. Yeah. Oh, after yeah. the war. Yeah. Most of the place, like I used to go, Barrett's Grove, down Stoke Newton. It was, like yeah. a, it was just like a loads of old houses. Yes. That was derelict. And we used to just go in there, I you know what I spent mean? a lot of time in Definitely. old houses. Yeah. Old houses, then you could do it. And like yeah. I say, it was great fun. Yeah. Search you know around and all Going old stuff. houses, yeah, I mean. Setting them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it is today. <laughs> You used to go up in the morning, and that was it. You never used to stay indoors. You used no. to go out. Oh, wow. All you know, day all long. All day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all yeah. you have is dinner, dinner. Yeah, or yeah, and yeah. Someone around the flats would know you were and tell you, oh, your yeah. mum's calling you or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to play around the flats on the roofs. 
you know what I mean? On bike, nicking bikes, things like yeah, that. Dougie bikes. was a little rebel, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, going on a motorbike. When you're like, well, we didn't have PlayStations and all that back in the day, no, did we? No, no, so PlayStation. we had to make our own fun, innit? We didn't even have TV. I remember this first time I see a colour TV. Yes. We I remember my mate said, so they had, I think, one of them, the Big Match. Remember Big yeah. Match? Mm -hmm. I said, fuck me, it's green. Green grass. Green grass. Who would have known? It's like, wow. <laughs> but when, you, when, you, when you're on the east of them little black and whites, yes. the first guy in the flats had a colour TV. Everyone was going around and going, fucking look at that. Or even the first time someone got a phone in their ass. Yeah. Because that was a rarity. Luxury. Wow. Yeah. That was and everyone's got it. phones now, they could connect to it. But in yeah. those days, you didn't have a phone. Mate. Literally. And, you, and they spot a lock on the phone as well. Yeah. So they couldn't phone people. But it was also like a community service because if yeah. something happened, if there was an emergency, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'd definitely. go around to the person yeah. who's got the phone and yeah. they're like that part of the <laughs> yeah, community. Definitely. Like, help. <laughs> yeah. So it's different. And uh, to be honest, I think, I don't know if it, I can't compare it because I'm not growing up in this era as a kid. But, you know, we used to have a good childhood. Mm. You know, a lot less restrictions, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, we were relatively poor compared to, say, your average child nowadays. Were you aware of being sort of deprived? No, or... not really. All I know is I got my dinner and that was it. I got <laughs> 50p a, a week pocket money. Yep. Mm. And that was, that was it. I didn't really want for no... I, I didn't really care about it. All right, here's, here's a question for you. Flash things or whatever. Dandy or, or Beano? I like, what's Desperate Dan? Desperate, Desperate Dan. It was Beano, Beano yeah. Yeah, Beano, wasn't it? And yeah. Keo Kate, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All them ones. Billy Bass Wiz. Billy Wiz, man. He's a Billy Wiz. That's yeah. speed, man. Isn't it? Come on, now. Speed, isn't it? <laughs> Billy Wiz a speedhead, man. I think it was Dandy. Oh, one of them ones. Bass Street Kids was Beano. Bass Street Kids, plug. Right. The other one, isn't it? Yeah. Politically incorrect nowadays. I used to like Marvel as well. Yeah. Oh, I used to like. used to like Spider Man. Spider Man was my. Spider Man was the one. I used to like Hulk. Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. I don't know why, but Hulk used to, cause mm. no one could fuck with a Hulk, man. Yeah. He was the baddest. So misunderstood. He couldn't fuck with the Hulk, man, yeah. just do you? He can't kill him, he's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulk was the it. Get and green on your and ass. Then we used to go down Berwick Street, and it used to be a, record, uh, a, a comic shop that we used to frequent, and we used to go in there and nick loads of comics, man. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Grab a whole... <laughs> 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 Berwick Street, man, up West End. Because like, when you was a kid in them days, we used to get a thing called Red Bus Rover. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which, Remember that? Which means you can get on a bus, you pay like 50p, yeah, and yeah. all day long Travel you can go day. on a bus oh, anywhere. Yeah. So we used to hit all the museums, yeah, yeah, West yeah. End, you know what I mean? That's everywhere. How you explore your city, man. Really. Yeah. Red Bus Rover. Red Bus Rover, Red bus Rover man. Them by them, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go anywhere. Wicked, wicked times. All right. So moving forward a little bit. So uh, we mentioned the, the, the 70s and the prevailing culture and yeah. fashions and everything. Any sort of uh, fashion uh, faux pas or, or dodgy... Im have we got any dodgy images? Or, oh, or my mum's got loads, man. Yeah? It looks like I've got a Roman helmet on. I <laughs> 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 used to get in a fucking bowl, bowl, bowl on your head and cut round it. Yeah, we had one of those. Fucking <laughs> hell. My so, mum's got some terrible pictures so of So the me, flares mate. and the platforms? Flares, you... Lionel Blairs we used to call them. Yeah, yeah, the Lionels, Lionels, Blairs, the yeah. Lionels, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a Lionels in it. Lionel <laughs> Blairs... Big waistband, yeah. big waistbands up here, six pockets down the side. Ah, uh, yeah. That was more when I was a bit later, right, you know, yeah. in the secondary school. But as a, a teenager, you know, I was, yeah. was a young kid. Tank tops and Tank tops, shirts. man. Yeah, Strength yeah. tops and big shirts <laughs> with a big collar right here. Yeah. Platform shoes like Gary Glitter. Stop it. And I should have mentioned Gary Glitter. <laughs> no, but the reality was, he was a, a top man. He in was. Gary yeah, Glitter, yeah. T Rex. 
You know what I mean? Slade. Shawadi Wadi, all of them. Shawadi Wadi. Alvin Stardust. Alvin Stardust. Kukachu. But you know what? It's funny how, you know, you sort of you you have those as a backdrop to your life. You're 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 exposed to all of that. But then on the other hand, you've got like Prince Jasbor and Iroy and all this kind of It was such a wide spectrum. It was, but that was never in the mainstream. If you wanted to No, no, but I'm saying that's what you were living. That was your experience. Yeah, definitely. The yeah. radio at breakfast time, you're going to hear all the mainstream stuff, but mm. then the night time when you go to the, your Bredrian's dance or your... Or Tony yeah. Williams on a, well, on a Sunday. Well, Sunday, but it's like once yeah. a week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Saturday Man used to tape them sessions yeah, right. and listen yeah, to it in school all week. And I used to be on my cassette. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trying to dodge 10. the adverts. The top ten. Paul's button was on. Have a quick... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was before Tony? Was it Steve Bernard? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm Steve not sure. Bernard, all yeah. I know is it was Rodigan on Saturday night and on Sunday... The Rice on Peace show, two mm. o'clock. Yeah, 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 Tony yeah. Williams. Well, you yeah. wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it. Yeah. I really have a mix set. They used to always do a top ten. Tony Williams did a top ten, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, Top ten hits. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Quick, there you go. Get all the top ten. But yeah, you always yeah. had the sense that it was a, it was sort of like a subculture. It, was, it wasn't it, the mainstream. No, it was never You mainstream. were buying into something. The you're... first time I heard mainstream reggae, Right. Rasta Ozzy from up the hill. Ah, to catch Buddy and Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time I heard. Such a clever song. I've always liked that song. Reggae. Yeah. Yeah. From like Jamaica. On the radio. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Main but street. that tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always remember that tune. Rasta yeah. Ozzy from up the hill. Check these gross. I think Millie was the, the first one. But I was before that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, was probably, yeah. I was just being born. Yeah. 62, 63. Around about that. I went born in 64, so. But it had legs. I mean, it no, was it, popular it, for a lot of years. Oh, it was definitely. Yeah. They milked that tune forever. Yeah. Not only that, then you had, out of that became people like Judge Dredd. Remember Judge Dredd? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, it was Bunny, Bunny Lee. It was the original for him. Really? Of course he was. He saw Prince Buster do all them tunes. Big Five. Yes. Yeah, big right. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten Commandments of Man. Yeah, there you remember go. all them wicked tunes on yeah, Bluebeat? Yeah. Judge. And he yeah. thought, hang on. We'll get a white guy to do it. Yeah. Obviously, crossover. Make yeah, some yeah. Like Eminem or Elvis or whatever. Exactly. He ain't stupid. No, that was a <laughs> So you get big Judge Dredd now. That's thing. That was, was a it? Big move. five. Yeah. Whoop yeah. Whoop whoop Pussy catch a fire. <laughs> Little boy blue on the burning deck. Playing the game of cricket. Yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, uh, we loved so that. basically, it was that Stim Smith tune, wasn't it? Come my conversation. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Did it. Did it. Did it. Did it. it. With maybe some strings put on, overdubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you talk to Bunny Lee, he said they all done with Dan Chalk Farm Studio. Oh, right. All them John Alt tunes that come in the charts. Oh, yeah, the Trojans. Young, Gifted and Black. All these tunes that come out. You know what I mean? But wasn't Jimmy Cliff in the charts before Pluto, though? I think he was, but I think he was some. He was singing more like "Many Rivers to Cross." Yeah, yeah but you can get it if you really want, and all them tunes busting the charts. Mm, as yeah, well, maybe. Man. But mm. my first Young one, was black, all Ross them tunes, you know? Up the hill, mate. Oh, that one is always. I remember going around the flats and hearing it. And mm. fucking, it was a reggae tune on the radio. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, they was Young Gift and Black, and like yeah. I say, you can get it if you really want it. All right. But they come with the Millies, I think. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just around the 60s, their mm, 60s yeah. sort of thing. All right, so we're going to um, have a little break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about later teenage years. We're going okay. To pick up from, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, cool. So staying on the teenage years and the, the development of young Mr. Douglas Conscious. <laughs> <laughs> um I know that when I was a kid, it was sort of, uh, yes, of course, it was reggae music, Bob Marley. It was definitely Bruce yeah. Lee and Bruce all Lee. these sorts of stuff. So how did that sort of wider culture for, for young people, how did that impact you? Do you oh, definitely through? impact me. I mean, 
What'd you get we up talk to? Talk about Bruce Lee. We used to go late night movies or even up the Astro. Remember the Astro cinema? I used to go to the Odeon on um, Holloway Road. Okay, no, I was, yeah. that's too far from me. Oh, all right. For me, I, I had the Rio, Rio Cinema. Yes, yes. ABC, or like the Odeon at Dalston, which mm. is like a four cinema complex. Yeah. Right. Then we had the Rio. Right. Yeah. And then we used to have the Astra. Near the police station. Did you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The Astra was there. Station, now, yeah. uh, I turned into a mosque, oh, but that was the original yes. Flea Pit. Yeah. 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 And you can watch, you can go in there all day long and watch movies like Kung Fu. Oh, did you used to have a problem? Because we used to go with the big releases at the big um, cinemas. We used to get chased out all the time. But we actually formed a collective okay. called the PBIA. Okay. Yeah, the Professional Bunking In Association. Yeah, we used to do that bunking in. And, um, but... We discovered, because we used to do karate and stuff like that, we went down to West End and we discovered that some of the Chinese restaurants yes. had a cinema downstairs yeah, and yeah, there was yeah. no age limit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And we'd go in there and watch movies all yeah. day. We would, we'd be sitting there like, they're not going to throw us out? Wow. And see like Little Mafia and... You never come check out man for take me? No, see. you was busy that day. You know, your sharp pants. <laughs> 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 so what did you get up to? You used to go late night and stuff? We used to... Well, did you, ever, did you ever do a karate, go karate, because everybody else was? Everyone was doing karate. Yeah, of course. Everyone used to just bowl out in the cinema. If it was late night, thinking they're Bruce Lee, innit? Doing, oh, <laughs> that's all that reggae dancing come from. Yeah, yeah. Praying mantis. Yeah, innit? Yeah, yeah. A bit yeah. of praying mantis. And you go shut up. And straight from Kung Fu. Of course, of course. Drunk a master. Silver Fox. So think about that, That as a young person, it's not even about race, it's a young Londoner, what you were exposed to in the 70s. It was just... It was priceless. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? A lot of, yeah, a lot of influences, especially Kung Fu movies. Mm. You know what I mean? And the thing about the, the age thing was that if you went to the Astra in the daytime, right. they still show Kung Fu movies. Then anyone, anyone can go in. It's only really the late night ones that was hard. Right. Because obviously you had to be 18 by yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. But like you say, you used to give one man pay to get in and he used to go up back in the fire <laughs> escape, innit? And undo the doors and he's like, quick, get in. I've got so And hopefully the bags are in Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you're in there, you can, you can just sit in the dark in it and you're all right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, but yeah, I saw loads of, I mean, even horror movies, things like fucking Jaws. And I remember going to see Jaws and I, never, I didn't want to get in the bath mm. after seeing that. <laughs> Do you remember seeing um, The Exorcist? Yeah. Wow. All the talk about The Exorcist was that you go and see The Exorcist, you might die of a heart attack. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> that was, it, I mean, I made I, I, I my son watch that a couple of years ago and he said, it's rubbish. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> He said, it's so fake. Look at all that yeah. sick. Is yeah. I said, yeah, but back in the day, mate. That was the technology. Mate, that film shit me right up. Yeah, it's not it. like that because it's all about the devil business. Mm. And the back in mind because all the religious stuff and yeah, yeah, God, the devil fucking all oh, yeah. devil must be, might be real. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. God, I can get possessed. Yeah. And that fucked up, fucked me up, definitely. <laughs> shit me up, man. Proper going home at night, fucking hell, going to bed. Oh, ecstasy, ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a scary film, even though now it don't seem so scary. Even zombie films. Right. Dawn of the Dead and all that kind of yeah. stuff. He watching that, it's just like, it's, it's funny. Yeah, but at the yeah. time, it was pretty scary, you know? Pretty scary Alien. Stuff. Yeah. You think about your stomach. So in your early teenage years, what did you really want to do? What I didn't really want to, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to be, if I'll be totally honest, you know what okay. I mean? I never had no plan. You should go to school and you should go to careers office, innit? Yeah. Well, what do you want to be when you leave? I don't know. <laughs> I ain't got a clue. No, that's like me. Wasn't really honest. considering it at the time. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't consider anything. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, what I mean, I've no. I had no real qualifications. I was pretty shit at school. Mm. I left school before I took any exams. Right. 
You know what I mean? I think I took one and I just flopped it. I was just, I'd just rather look out the window in this class than try mm. and learn anything. I, yeah. just, I just go, I don't know. Yeah. I never like, I like, I didn't mind going to school, but I never liked the fucking lessons. Right. Were you one of those young people that. Always in referral. Yeah, yeah. Did you, I, you know, I mean, a lot of people would say, I only went to school to see my mates and for PE. And well, I only went to school because I had to, because I did my art, dad would keep, keep in trouble, oh, well, wouldn't okay. it? <laughs> Your ass. Basically, you know what I mean? That was it. I didn't want to go fucking, who wanted to go to school? It's really? boring. Yeah. You know really. what I'm saying? The only, the, only, the only good time was if you had like music lesson or something like that. Right. Or art where you could fuck about. Uh, the art teacher was like a nippy, innit? Yeah, man, do what you want, man. You didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Paint any old bollocks, innit? On a fucking... Yeah, so you had, a, yeah, you had a school oh, where, oh. where music, a music class or music lessons was viable. It wasn't viable in my school because yeah. we didn't like the music teacher at all. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, music but, was funny at school. It was, it was funny, but again... Beethoven and Bach, innit? With the influences of, of reggae, I mean, kids used to bring melodicas in my school. Wow. I think they played, think they were Augustus Pablo. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Like, playing in the playground, like, tuck chop. So what yeah. did mum and dad play at home? Not a lot, really. Just basic pop music. My dad right. was into military shit. I don't know why. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, That's bizarre. Interesting. He was always into army, like, he used to like watching war, war films. And right, all that. right, okay. Collecting medals and all that kind of stuff. So, right. Hence the fatigues today. I was never into that. I don't know. I, I always liked music, you know what I'm saying? But right. when I left school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. And you know what I mean? End up, I just did tons of menial kind of jobs, like working in Sainsbury's. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Building sites, digging, you know, the usual kind of thing if you ain't got no real qualifications. Right. So you left school, didn't know at all. I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. What, what was your first job then when you came in? My first job, my mum, you know, the big joke was I left school, I, I don't know, just before the exams, and I thought, yeah, I ain't going to do nothing for a year or whatever. Mm. And my mum got me a job in Sainsbury's in about the first fucking <laughs> well, week. She, she said, goes, That's you got to do it, you got to do it. I fucking hell. So well, one week after that school, I got a job in fucking Sainsbury's in Dalston. Wow. You know what I mean? Wish you were back at school. <laughs> I only lasted there a year because we used to nick all the meat out of our bushes room. Like, yeah. finished, like, oh, okay. You know, we used to go, we used to go to a guy who saw in a pub down Church Street and we used to sell him fucking lumps of steak for like a quarter of the price. Wow. Get the money, then go and buy a drawer from fucking Sandra yeah. Road. Yeah, of course. Front <laughs> line Johnson's calf. Remember Johnson's yeah. calf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think your mum and dad's ambitions for you would have been? Oh, they, they weren't happy the way I turned out. In fact, when I, when I used to go to Brookhouse, when I got to the fourth year, they uh, basically said, we're taking you out of that school because they thought it was a school that was failing. Right. Oh, okay. right? So I went from Brookhouse, which is Hackney, and they sent me to a school called Islington Green. Yeah. Which is like up, yeah. the, up the angel, yeah. up mm. the street. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the contrast was totally and utterly different. Yeah. This is when I got into punk. Okay. Because right. in Brookhouse now, it was more black people. Right? Yes, so yeah. it's more reggae related. Yeah. Islington Green now, it was... Mostly white people, right, and right. not only real poor people, it was like middle class white yeah, people. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what I mean? And they was all into this punk shit. You and know there was, yeah, and, it, and all that. Yeah. And that kind of Which was kind that. of the reggae vibe, just on a different yeah. scale, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's, it's like, the, it's still anarchistic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's you know, fight against it? the establishment. You know? But yeah. it, was, it was way before the, like, the sort of the races sort of came together, wasn't it? It was, it well, preceded yeah, but I, I think there's always been racist, even in them days. You know what I mean? People like National Front. I mean, if you if you went to the football, for instance, back in the 70s, you get. National Front was standing outside of the school. Yeah, yeah, stool. with leaflets. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like fucking handing out leaflets to you as you're yeah. going in. Yeah, I remember. They infiltrated everywhere. Mm. Politics, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I always remember when Roots come out. Remember Roots, the yeah, film? Yeah, man. I used to go Brookhouse, and I never knew nothing about no slavery or fuck all. 
And all of a sudden, some of my black mates go, oh, you Start fucking white. <laughs> fucking hell. Slave master, slave master. And I go, what are you on about? And they used to fucking yeah. never got me. We it's not me who was done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think, look, you know. I remember me. watching Roots and thinking, fuck, I've got to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> fucking hell. Come to Kenny. Hey, funny, man. Chicken George. And there's this white guy going, psh, psh. And I'm going, fucking hell. Did you say to him, come on, Dreads, play the tune, man. <laughs> but it, it, that, for me, that was like, fucking hell, man. It was an yeah. awakening. But for me, yeah. it's shit awakening. Because now real. I'm the fucking depressing. You know I remember I mean? that in school as well, yeah. man. And the, whole, the whole atmosphere in school mate, changed. Mate, roots just changed everything. Did it, did, it, did. it did. Because at school, no one taught anything about slavery or Marcus Garvey or any of this no, stuff. No, anything. Well, no. we was talking about that because of the same music. The yeah. music was bringing that into our life. Yeah, but yes. the curriculum yeah. wasn't yeah. in the curriculum. No. That's yeah, what I'm saying about it. The teacher said, well, you white people nearly slavery. No one told us that until Roots come out. Mm. It's like, fucking hell. Yeah. That was mm. like... But it shows how your chosen vocation, music, is so powerful. Yeah. Because it educated a whole generation mm. of people on both sides. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the established you and your music career and okay. how it started and... What inspired you to become? How you became a giant in your field. Yes, yes, yes giant. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I, I wanted to, to start producing when I realised, first started realising that you could do it. All right. Were you, you know playing I mean? an instrument at this time? Not playing any I mean, I, I, I mean, when I was younger, I used to play guitar, like punk stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to like doing that. So it was, I could play a bit of guitar, but apart from that, I had no real idea of how to make a tune or... Right. You know, the first time I, I I knew I could actually do it and it was possible was when I went around with a guy called Nick Manassas' house. Oh, right, okay. And he used to live in uh, near Ridley Road. Right. At the back of Ridley Road, he had a bible shop. Beyond there, he used to have a house. And I was taken there by a friend of mine called Postman Tony, or Tony Benji, who was mm. like a big shaka right back in the day. And he knew Nick. And obviously, I'd seen Nick in the dance, gone to see him a couple of times. I went there with my mate Little John, who basically mm. told me there's this new dub sound and they're all they're white guys, and I was like, yeah. what? Fucking! I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Really? Because <laughs> I was shocked because white people didn't really go to reggae it, it dance. It wasn't a regular. regular you would get thing. the one or twos, you yeah. know what I mean, and a few white girls, but that was it, really. You know what I'm saying? So to hear that it was a sound system that, and a lot of the crowd was like, I was like intrigued. Mm. So I remember he took me. This must have been about 1985 or 86, up to Muswell Hill. Mm. Monster. Before you get into that, though, yeah. you mentioned the fact that, you know, it was sort of a predominantly white sort of, you know, the producer, whoever was delivering yeah. the, the vibes was white and the crowd. So what, what did you feel like as being, like, the only white guy when you went to some of these dances full of oh, black it was, people? It was a bit scary, to be honest. I'm not really? going to lie to you. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes they wouldn't even let you in. Right. Members only, members only. <laughs> I think you're an informal or some bollocks. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What you did, if you went with a few of your mates, then you was all right. Mm. You stand in the corner and behave yourself, you know what I mean? Right. Don't get too leery or whatever. Right, right, right. Obviously, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's always referred to like, it's like, it's like taking your black mate down to football. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get a lot. Times. Most of the people was cool, but you're always going to get a few wankers who go, fuck it all, you bring in flat people here. Yeah. 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 I mean, the same when you went to these, yeah. like, cubies or something like that. Yeah. And you, all right, most people was all right, but you're always going to get the exceptions. Right, mm. right. You know what I mean? White right, man, come here, bro, bro, white man, parkhead, parkhead, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So I've sort of got it from both sides, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, walking into record shops, going to M&D Records, mm. you know what I mean, on a Just Friday night. Name. It's scary shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know what I mean? Muswell the place Hill. is packed out. So Muswell Hill now, so this is 
Yeah, it's like the on first the time. I went to my mate Little John. He turned me on to it. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I remember going, and it was Joel Warrior, who mm. again was another Steve. white guy. Yeah. Mm. Right? <laughs> and basically Manessa and Muzzle Little. At right. Monsters Youth Club. I can't remember. It was a back of Tesco. Someone yeah, like that. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, the Monster back. Club. You remember Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to go there. So went there and it was like, wow, fucking hell. It was, it was great. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I really enjoyed it. I thought, yeah. And Steve, Steve Jawaria would have had the tubby set them time. Yeah, Because yeah, Keith built his sign. And yeah, that. Keith Roots on his side. Yeah, Keith Roots. Okay. Uh, Blacker. You know the guy called Blacker? Blacker used to cut with Keith. Yes. With the dubs. Yeah. They was on a mic for him. Okay. Right. Yeah. Manasseh had Mandinka. Okay. Right. Same Mandinka. Same Mandinka. Bad he used Wadana. to go Shaka all the time. Wow. And he was like Prince Fares reincarnation. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. And with a bit of echo. Yeah. yeah. Instead of going Shaka, okay, got Mandinka, ka, ka, ka. Rick, 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 Rick. He was the original Shaka impersonator. Right. But one of the best yeah. out of all of them. Right. You got a lot nowadays, who, you know what I mean? But he was the original copyist. But he was, he was the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I went there and then. I started getting into this new stuff that was coming out because you've got to remember after about 84, 85, reggae went yeah. down, down to Swanee. Yeah. And next thing you know, they brought out this new digital shit called Slingting. Slingting. And at the time, I thought mm-hmm. it was shit. Mm. Yeah. It was rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mate, welcome to this great reggae. It's a fucking key game. We didn't realize that we were all purists at that time. That melody is actually a rock melody at that time. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a rock melody. It was, but what I saw was it just killed reggae. Yeah. All of a sudden, all these top bands you heard, like Slide Up, Ryan Robbie, Roots Radix, they're finished. They can't yeah. compete with a Casio keyboard. They don't keyboard. need drama again, innit? <laughs> don't, need, don't need anything. Mm. This keyboard. Right. Did, 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 did. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That tune mashed up the place. Really I had a went. friend of mine said that he stopped listening to reggae because he, he, reggae is now Japanese. See? You could say that. You could say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that was... And so... So you got your hands on some gear, did you? Well, no, I mean, before I that, like, let me say that equipment. again. I did, I did get it, man. That was a bit earlier. We ain't going to go into that. But anyway, but yeah, so like, like you say, I, 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 then I got my friend Tony to introduce me to Manassas, and I went around his house down Dalston. Right. And at the time, I was living in Graham Road. So it was literally just walking around a mm-hmm. corner. And I went to his bedroom, and he had this little thing called a four track, a little right. machine like that. Yep. Like a Tascam or one? It, of was, it was an Akai one. Okay. It was probably one of the top of the range four tracks, but it was right. still a cassette. Right. He had six tracks, four you could record on, and I had two two effects on it, also and oh, okay, a, right. a delay, yeah, yeah. and a reverb. And I remember the first tune he played me, I think it was, was, was Can't Touch Y'all. Yeah, okay. And he was just playing it on the thing, and I said, so you can, you can, I was like, you could be like King Tubby's. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. That's what it dawned on me. That, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, I can actually make, make a tune here. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? The penny dropped. The penny it? dropped. <laughs> and that was it, mate. I wanted to be scientist. Okay. Wow. Ping Kong wallop chop. You know what I mean? Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you listen to all them LPs, win the World Cup. Yeah. Beat up the Pac Man, all that. I used yep, to listen yep. to them with my headphones on, smoking weed all day. Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah. all these mad sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but it all come from King Tubby's, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. King Tubby was, he was, he was, the, he was the top man. The whole thing was like an engineer's wet dream because it gave yeah. the engineer that creativity. Exactly. So they almost became artists, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. He did become an artist. They became celebrities. Half of them didn't know it either. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. people like scientists never even knew he was famous over here until a lot of people started going, Boy, you're a yeah. big star in England, you know, he got yeah. his LPs, so he didn't even know. Green sleeves, isn't it? Right. It's Jungle Laws, mate. He's just give yeah. him the tapes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Sell yeah, that. Same with Yellow Man. Yellow Man, <laughs> I remember an interview, he said, Remember the LP, Live at Aces? 
Yeah. All oh, right. They come out in green sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't even even come out. Yeah. He just recorded the dances, give sell it to green sleeves, and away you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wild West. But that, to <laughs> me, that was the point where I, I thought, yeah, I want to do right. something. So at the time, I said to Nick, look, can I hire the studio? And I thought he might say yes. He said, yeah, no problem. And it was like £3 an hour. Wow. And all I do is go around there, get his drum machine out, knock up the drums, and I'll go, do a bass line like this. And he made his tune. I thought, that's wicked, man. You know what I mean? And I said, you know what? And at the time, I was working in a wood factory in the Angel called Anderson's. Okay. Mm. I was like driving a crane, like right. loading the wooden off. And we got made redundant. And my redundancy money was 1,500 quid. Wow. And at the time, that was quite a lot of money. And, and I said, you know what? I'm going to put out a record. Yeah. And that was it. I invested about 700 quid of that into putting out his first record called Stepping Time. Right. Okay. That I put on a single and pressed 1,000 copies. I must have sold about 200 at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's what... You know, I started it off, started the ball rolling. It was bitten. Yeah. yeah, then the next one was when I went back to Nick again. I said, that first tune, Can't Touch Ya. Yeah. I said, I want to put that out as well. And he's going, oh, the quality's not good, it's not good. Because Nick was like a good producer. And yeah. he right. worked in big studios. Yeah, okay. This was like, his, his bedroom thing really was just like a demo thing. Yeah, yeah. He never faked to really release anything yeah, of yeah, it, I don't think. Yeah. So when I said, like, I want to release that, and I've already released Stepping Time, he goes, oh, okay, no problem. And I released that, and that was that was a. That's the first tune I bought off you in yeah. Camden Market, Dan. Dan Camden, right? Yeah. First time I met you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Long time ago. I'm, I bred you and said to me, "Ah, oh, you want to buy a dub? Because dub wasn't really selling them." So I was going to check Dougie in Camden yeah. Market. I was like, "Really? Who's that Dougie?" Yeah. Went down there, meet this white guy you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> selling dub. I was like, "What?" First tune I bought, Ted Astley, Can't Touch Jack. Yeah. Big right. Tune. Right. Yeah. I saw loads of them. I mean, the thing was, that's where the, that new. It sort of came back. Camden was the, the main focus because you had there, mm. you had Flash Forward Records, which was like basically Revive Place, mm. but like all Revive was like Heavyweight, Gustav Pablo, Yabby You, right, Lipe, right. all the heavy, heavy tunes that Shaka would run. You know what I mean? Mm. And, we, and that's the way it all kind of started. I mean, that's used to playing Camden all the time because it was from mm. Camden. Right. So that whole scene kind of grew from there, I thought, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, and instead of listening to just Gustav Pablo, now you can make a tune like yeah. Gustav Pablo because Nick had a melodica. Right. Like, fucking hell, he could, he could be like Gustav Pablo. I used to call him Gustav Barnet. You know, the off license. <laughs> <laughs> As a joke, you know what I mean? But yeah, that was it. Wow. Then then I started discovering these other people like Dread and Fred. I remember going to Shuck and heard his first tune he played mm. was Warrior Stance. Mm. And the Dude. tune was totally and utterly mm. digital. There was no yeah. melodica, nothing right. live about it all. Yeah. Right. But it's a drum and bass, isn't it? And yeah, but it's all done on a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like live guitar yeah, or live right. bass. Yeah. All digital, right. yeah. It's just pure digital. And I thought, flipping it, that tune's a, st- a wicked yeah. tune, you know what I mean? That's the first tune I heard Manasseh. I, like, I, I remembered him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wicked tune. All right, uh, let's uh, have a quick break and we'll be back after these messages. This episode was brought to you by Reality Sound System Alpha Bravo Films. So the career is really kicking off. Stepping Time can't touch you. First tunes. Yeah, the first one, like I say, Stepping Time. And I remember the first time uh, I chuck a play it was in Dingwalls. Okay. That must have been a buzz. Mate, I, I was shit myself. Really? <laughs> Why? Because it's fucking scary, mate. Right, right. You got this record, right? That you, you, I've never put a record out in my life. Okay, and now you're going to see Shaka at Dingwalls. I think it was the last the last dance at Dingwalls before mm. they locked it down and locked it down wow. and rebuilt it. Right. And it was packed solid. People was climbing through the windows to get in that place. Mm. You know what I mean? The next thing I heard is, tss, tss, tss. I don't know that. 
fucking no, it's my tune. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I felt everyone was looking at me. Right. But the obviously there wasn't, but yeah, I was like, yeah, fucking yeah. I hope they like it. Oh, oh. And I was really, really scared, but it was a great thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And How did they receive it? People loved it. Yeah. Just, yeah, well, shuffle in it. Everyone was jumping around yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. It was great, man. Capture that moment, put it in it a was. bottle and put it on sale. It was wicked. That was like, to me, that was like, well, Shaka plays it, that's it. Yeah. That's your pinnacle. Yeah, that was your mountain. If yeah. he played it, then just... You've arrived. You've arrived. You can retire now. That's it. You've done it. You've got... <laughs> you, you, that was your mission. Yeah. If yeah. you're making any dub tune back in them days, your ideal thing is if someone like Shaka plays it, yeah. that's it, mate. And you're can we just in. take time to big up and show love and respect yes for the father of oh, yeah, man. Man. the real governor the real governor do you know what i mean proper, like proper. an inspiration to a lot everyone of people, it worked for him he you know what I mean? most people wouldn't believe be it because he played yeah. enough of my works enough of everybody's works yeah. do you know what i mean so yeah man he was the proper governor yeah yeah shaka was definitely part of the fabric of everybody's life oh, but in the dub scene he, he's like the, the blueprint yeah mm. If you go to any dance now in Europe or anywhere, any dub scene, I guarantee you, there's certain points today, yeah. Chucker done that, he started that. And if time you were that, ee, 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 he's Chucker. Well, you saw the outpouring of love when you passed. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah. Made all the, even the Guardian and everybody. Yeah. With Jerry. Well, all right and all, mate. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Give him his flowers. Actually, you should have been on News at 10. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really and truly. Should have been. A guy yeah. like in his stature, you know what I mean? A building and block. I think in he was on the main BBC News in, in okay. the evening at six o'clock. Yeah. He was on it. Yeah, and he deserved that, man, because he's he was governor, like a pioneer. Yeah. Definitely you know a mean? pioneer. He's the only guy sound that played everything minor key. Yeah. There's no other sound you can trace back in history yeah. that only played minor key roots music. Yeah. That's it. He didn't play no... King David style, he called it. King yeah. David style. That was his style. You can style. listen to Cox and Fat Man, all them yeah. tapes back in the day, and yeah, I guarantee yeah. you they'll bust an OK Fred yeah, or yeah. a Lover's Rock yeah. Yeah, yeah. or something like in between just nice, to, yeah, so yeah. the girls could dance yeah. with the boys, yeah. have a grind or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it bollocks, all that bollocks. He was like, what up? Take this. Do, 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 do. And the kids loved it. So last side for us every time. You know what? I think they created the word enigma. Yeah. From man like Shaka. Yeah, Shaka's yeah. the only way you could go somewhere and yeah. stand up for the first hour and Shaka don't touch no beer yet. Yeah. yeah. And you're just sitting down looking at your watch going, I'm getting hungry. Bruh, that's after he's turned up two hours late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when the bass come, bro, that's it, bro. You, yeah. you just strolling like nothing happened. Yeah, I want to turn it I'll play the whole like, half of an hour. Above Marley yeah. or something. Bruv, I see that in France. Yeah. Shaka yeah. come in with like, 2,000, 3,000 tunes, bro. Put yeah. On Bob Marley Exodus. Yeah. Like the whole A side. Yeah, yeah. And in the whole B side. Yeah. And everyone clapped. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, Bredrin, only you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. No other selector could do that. Only you. So, so props give to the man, King David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Shaka. For real. Every time. So, after that now, you, you, you were basically... Uh, utilizing other people's um, places and studios. When did you yes. start harboring the idea of doing your own thing? Well, the, the, the opportunity came again. Nick then moved from Dalston and he went up to Camden and he was in his basement in his house hmm. and he bought a new studio. He bought an eight track, he bought a Tascam eight track, hmm. Sandcraft Spirit. Hmm. Oh. He bought a Proteus keyboard, sound module. All right. He bought an Atari 1040. He had an Oberheim drum machine. Wow. Okay. DMX. Yeah. And basically, the four track was in the corner, doing nothing. See. So I'm thinking, ching. Yeah. I, <laughs> I bought it off him. I paid him 300 quid for it. All right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that was it. 
I never looked back. I never went back to Nick after that either, to be honest. <laughs> Not that I didn't never want her. Back, never came uh, back. <laughs> Not that I didn't want her, because, you know what I mean? Work for Nick, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah, exactly. I never had no uh, idea about engineering yeah, or, or I anything. I was going to ask you that. About Everything I learned, yeah. I learned by myself or, or by looking at Nick. Yeah. yeah. Or by listening. So he was one of the first inspirations for you, David. He was the guy who, who, who gave me the keys to the door. Yeah. So yeah. here's how you do okay, it. Okay, the When I saw that four track, I was like, yeah. mate, I could be signed this. I could be King Tut or yeah. Lee Perry. Right. If you want to be Lee Perry, get a phaser. Yeah, it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the only yeah. thing that used to mash us up was we couldn't get that See, sound. Yeah. For years, I was, how does he do that sound? King Tubby. You know when you yeah. get... Yeah. Parametric. Parametric. I don't know. I, I couldn't figure it out for years. Parametric, right? Now you can buy them now. You know what I mean? They yeah. cloned them. Yeah. But at the time, that was like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's like Twilight Zone. Twilight When you put them King Tubbies on, we yeah, did that. It was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone. And you're always trying to sort of emulate the sound that's out there because it's so yeah. real and authentic. Yeah. That was it, mate. I was, and like I say, I bought, bought the four track off him. Right. I set it up at my, my mate Nigel's house, who was a musician. Okay. Yeah, and basically, I went and bought a keyboard. I bought a Yamaha DX21, which mm. I still got to this day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, on. and I bought a Roland JX3P. Okay. Because basically, he told me that. Oh, this, this is from me. He goes, if you want to use on bass, you get an analog keyboard. Yes. Yeah. Not a digital keyboard. Yeah. Like, oh, Diva would swear about yeah. that. I'd say, well, well, analog is digital. What's the, what's the, it's still digital, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He goes, no, no but, but analog's got a different sound. Circuitry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's more heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Roland GX3P, basically, you can program your own bass. You had a little program thing there so you can get this right good sub bass See, out of it. Right. And that's all I used it for was bass. And right. the DX was like a rhythm for the chops and all that. Mm. So when you first started your own thing right, with yeah. self-production, did you start? Did people start gravitating towards you? Well, artists? not at first. Well, not at first because obviously I had to learn. Remember, I, had to, I left Nick now, so everything I had to do now, I couldn't say to, couldn't say to Nick, "Well, make us a drum pattern." Mm. So right. I had to learn how oh, to program okay. drums. Right. right. And I bought a thing called a HR16 uh, Alesis drum machine. Oh, okay. a big old grey thing like that, and it had, only had like two snare sounds. One room shot, some toms, and two bass drums. <laughs> Basic. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Right. So I knew this drummer guy, a friend of mine, and I and I took around. Uh, you know, Shun Jaja is my light, Jaja. Yeah. I said to him, I got a drum machine. I want to make drums like this. See. He goes, Well, you got to do the quant. I go, What's quantize? What's yeah, all this? Yeah. What's all that? Right, I, I, right. It was like my brain was going. Yeah, yeah. And he just showed me. Mm. And he said, oh, okay. Like, and I used to go and practice making these drum patterns on okay. the kind of thing. Right. Then I would like do like five, like you have a, like you'd have like a, a song and you in insert these patterns. Yeah. So I'd yes. do an intro for the roll. That's right. Right. Then like eight bars of yeah. just straight, then a roll there just yeah. to bring it. So I'd map it all out. Signatures. Yeah. Some of the tunes only was only two minutes long because I didn't realise how long. A tune was supposed a to be. A tune was supposed to be. <laughs> so what I used to do, I used to rewind it and splice it and make it longer. See? You know what I mean? Because I didn't know. You know, it was all like learn, learn, yeah, learn. Yes, yes. And because Nigel was a but musician. But that's interesting though that you said splicing because yeah. like, that's an original format in, oh, in the recording industry. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. We used to have to splice tape and things. Like if you, know you buy 12 inch in them days, it was spliced. Yeah. Because no tune was 12 minutes long. Well, the disco mix you're talking disco about. Disco mix, yeah. yeah. They splice right. it, yes. And I think Jamaica was the first people to invent Disco mix, right. 12 inch. Mm. 
Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And Lee Perry was splicing in his mixes as well. Yeah, so definitely. He used to do it all the time. Yeah, Coxon I mean. was the, the most outrageous one. Right. You could buy a Studio One Twelve inch, and halfway through, you just skip into the next track. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, that's a bit of a dodgy splice. Because yeah, you know, Studio One, it wasn't the best quality. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. always snap, crackle, and pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. to the character. That's to the character. Yeah. And when you got the label, all the, all the things were spelt wrong. Yeah. Or the, yeah. They was printed wrong yeah you know what i'm saying some were good at their names spelled uh, three different yeah, ways yeah exactly all these kind of but that's what i liked yeah it was like do it yourself authentic isn't it yeah he yeah, was yeah. like he wasn't a big record company bollocks it was one guy he's got his own little studio yeah he could do what he wants you know what i mean and release music and if people liked it or not well that's you know what i mean he hasn't got to answer to no one mm. you know what i mean so after that's the thing that um, i like step in time and can't touch jar what was your next like next one was original formula with danny red Okay. Yeah, I met Danny Red. Uh, I met him previously in a place called Youth Sounds. Remember okay. Youth Sounds, Peppy's shop? Yeah, Peppy, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Shrag Green Road. Road. Oh, Quack oh, Freckles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Freeman was down there. Freeman was yeah. down there. We used to work there. Chaz used to be around there still, isn't he? I think Chaz, Chaz knew Freeman, so he'd pop right. in there every night. I used to go there all the time because he's, because yeah, yeah, yeah. one reason I used to like going there. Ever used to go there? He used to have an 18 inch speaker okay. in the shop. Right. right, so I'm mixing all these tunes at home, and I want to go and play them like it's on a sound, like it's on a sound. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I used to go over and take my tapes around there, and three minutes go, oh, you know, and he's go, that one was good, and whatever. You know, it's just uh, just yeah. an idea how it sounded. See, and that's how you know that's that was yeah, basically that's where I first met Danny Red. Yeah, so Danny Red. Yeah, so yeah, I met Danny like I say in uh, Youth Sounds Records or Quaff Records, run by Peppy back in the day, mm. and we. Just, Decided he, he, he would uh, do a tune for me, basically, down okay. Manassas. And where was your studio based at this time? It's, at the time, I didn't have my studio. This was still doing it at Nick's. Oh. You know what I mean? That was my third single, which was, like, say, original formula, which was, was which wasn't really as, as steppers as the other one. It was more like Gussie Clark. Okay. Remember Gussie Clark in the 90s? He was making right. rumours and all them kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick was very much influenced by him. Okay. He used the same kind of keyboard sounds and right. drum machines. And so... We, I went, we kind of went with that with Nick, you know what mm. I mean? And that was pr pretty successful. Right, yeah, yeah. And that was really the last tune I think I'm, I released, I'd done with Nick. Okay. After that, it was all with me and Nigel. Right. And another guy called Chris was a trombone player. Okay. And our first project was Son of Moon, Tenor Stelling. Okay. Because I knew Tenor from before, when, we, when I mixed Can't Touch after him, and I put it mm. out, you know what I'm saying? We got to be friends, etc. You know what I mean? And he'd already done the LP for Manassas. Right. You know what I mean? With Jot Equity, all them kind of tunes okay. in it. You know what I mean? Which is a wicked LP back in the day. Right. So we did an LP with him. And that was it, really. Just carried on from there, man. Mm. Made an LP with him. That done pretty well. That was wow. all done on a four track. <laughs> if you listen to it now, it sounds pretty thin. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, because obviously it was recorded onto a cassette. Mm. And then... So where would you say you established yourself first as a studio? I suppose a real... I mean, I used to have a studio... Because after a while, Nigel got cheesed off. Right. I was always going around his ass. Okay. He was in his bedroom, you know what I mean? Okay. Because I, I, I would be in a studio all day long, mate. I loved it, you mm. know what I mean? I was just... It's like a new toy. So I would always press him and go around in here, and he goes, I can't take it no more. <laughs> so then, I basically... Uh, so yeah, you mean that you was willing to mash up the man love life <laughs> just for music? Mate, I didn't care. I was, I was so determined. I was well on done. Track. <laughs> I was so determined. Just you know what I mean? Because things have started to look up. Was actually yeah, people, right. people are actually buying records and yeah. saying you can earn a couple of quid out of it, which right. wasn't bad. Mm. You know what I mean? So then I put the four track in me 
in my stair hall, stairway, in my, in my flat in Stanford Hill. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you come down the stairs, there's a little, there's a little bit of thing there, so the four-track there. I even had Danny Red voice in it, on the stairs. Stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> this went on for a few months, and I said, this, this really can't work. Right. So, basically, I was lucky. I had a loft in my house that, obviously, not, no, no one had ever been up there. I looked in there, and I realised how big it was up there. I thought, right. You know, okay. Look at the size of this place. Then I had a friend, a builder friend of mine, who done a load of building work. I said to him, look, how much would it be if I put all floorboards down? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And make a shoot up there. And he went up there and goes, well, the problem you've got is the floorboards, if you start walking them there, all your, all your plaster's going to crack. Right. He said, what you've got to do, you've got to build a false floor. Yeah. yeah. And so basically you've got these big RJ, RJS bars, yeah, yeah, little yeah. bars. RSJs, yeah. RSJs. And put one one in Joyce, yeah, and just yeah. put two new joists in yeah. and built a whole, built a whole on floor top of that, on yeah. top of that. Mm. Plasterboarded up all the wood. Wow. Next we know, I've got a loft that you have to climb up this little ladder to get into. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing. You know what I mean? It's a bit mad. Some people couldn't do it because they have to go up this little ladder. <laughs> I remember Sister Rashida came around. She goes, you, you, you can't be serious. I can't come up there. I said, boy, that's the studio, man. She's like, are you sure? She's like, you know, she's like a big woman. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, fucking up this little ladder. She was like, oh, I can't do it. Anyway, she did. So yeah, that was it really. Once that studio was in my house built, that was it. I never left that room for ages. Okay. <laughs> that really started the birth of people like the Bush Conscious Chemist. Sounds. Well, Bush Conscious Sounds. Well, Conscious Sounds was all the app from there. Right. right. But this is like, like I say, it's got a Peppy's crash and Freeman mm. was always there. Mm. And Freeman said to me, look, I've got this, my friend of mine, his name is Chaz, and he's a keyboard player, and he loved to make dub stuff. And I said, all right, look, just come around, bring him around, around to my ass. You know what I mean? And he turned up with Chaz, and we just knock up tunes in the lo in the loft. Right. right. Okay. You know what I mean? And then I said, Chaz, look, we should release some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, we got half each, whatever, pay for the money, yeah. and start making tunes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and this this same time, there was this company down um, Tottenham. What's it called? SRD. SRD. Oh, right. Yes. It was a big distribution company. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go down there, take my records down there, see the guy down there, see if he, he would take them. Mm. You know what I mean? Try and get into any more markets. Try to, you know what mm. I mean? Because in them days, remember, when you're selling a record in them days, this is what I had to do. i get my bag of records in my car, right? I'm going to be the hardest <laughs> salesman. Exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly like that. First place <laughs> I'll go, I'll go and check Lee. Down in M&D. Yeah. And say, Lee, uh, uh, it was always sad of return. Mm. Yes. You give him like a box of 25. Mm. Sorry, Lee. Then you go and see Eddie, Regal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the music. Yeah, fits. Then I'll go, then I'll go, so go down Dub Vendor. Mm. Dub Vendor used to laugh at me. Rude boy, what are you doing? Dub's finished. It's, it's <laughs> 1989, 1990. <laughs> Dub finished in 1980, mate. Because by that time, yeah. no one was taking it. He used to laugh at us, mate. Mm. Uh, it's his old shit. Well, you, it's Bogles in, because that time Bogles yeah, in, yeah, would you? Yeah. All that was in, you know what I mean? Dancer. That was done, Dancer, mate. Yeah, it was yeah. like, what well, are you crackers? They used to laugh at us, mate. Yeah. But I said, whatever, anyway. So we kept going, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, I used to go Jetstar and Fat Shadow. Mm. Go see Mr. Palmer. Yes. Mm. Again, SOR. No one ever ever give you cash for your records. Yeah. It was always, right. leave two box there. Yeah. yeah. And then come back next week. You know what I mean? The thing that pissed me off about Jetstar is, you give them two boxes, and if it sold out, they never phoned you up and said, it sold out. Yeah. Come on, so I go down there on a Friday and I, and I look on the floor because didn't they? Tunes all on the Everywhere. floor. All on the floor, all the new releases lined up like that. Mm. Right. All the record shop man needs to go and pick one out, play it, and decide what they're going to take. And I remember, where's my record? Oh, it sold out. I said, look, 
you could have told me I could have bought you some two exactly, weeks ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I just get annoyed. Yeah, yeah. And then you're trying to get money out of him. That's that's. Ooh. Come back in two hours. I said, <laughs> Mister P, I just drove from Hackney, right? I, what am I gonna do for two hours? Sit outside in the car. Mm. Can't you just sort me out now? Oh, and he send the accountant guy up, a little windy guy, and he needs to give you a check. Mm. <laughs> you go, right, Mister, nice one. Right, right. And that was it. Really, that, that's how hard it was. It was a hustle for me. It was really, a hustle, it? mate. There was no distributors who would even want to want to take rec for dub. Like reggae, let alone dub. Yeah. Remember, dub is like a little branch of reggae. Yeah, it's like a niche. It was yeah, a niche exactly. Thing, man. And yeah. the same thing is like reggae started to get a bad name for itself when yeah. you know when it went from rasta to dancehall and whatever. Well, you got all the yardy business yeah, in the nineties. It kind of changed. Drugs the, became involved, and yeah, it was a whole different attack. scene. I, mean, I remember the turning point. I remember San the Road. Mm. One year it was full of rasta selling weed. Next thing it was bullhead selling crack. Mm. Yeah. And even when you were trying to buy weed. You ain't getting no big fucking bookie slip full of it like you used to. Yeah. Now you're getting a little bag. Little, little bag and it's all grinded out. Remember, they used to grind it out. I was going to get more out. Yeah, of yeah, it. and flatten it. Take the air yeah, out and yeah. flatten it so it looks like there's like more in my lamb's draw. bread. <laughs> Is that it for a tenner? Yeah, that was it. Fucking before, needs to be. <laughs> before, he used to go there, he managed to get a big fucking brown bag like that. Big bag. What do you want? Five or so. Give some tea, mate. Give some tea. Come yeah. back to me when you come back. Come back to me. Yeah. Remember Make me. Sure remember me. Remember me. My old. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that offends your part tavern. That was yeah. another one. We good old to. days. Down the tavern, man. You run the risk, man. Farmella was running hot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> good days, man. Good days, man. Good laugh. They were. They were. You know what I mean? And yeah. Mad. Just carried on from there, man. Basically, mm. after the what? Tennis I did Sun and Moon, not the Thunder Man in LP. Mm. Started all the stuff with Chaz, like I say, went to SRD. Then SRD, all of a sudden, there, they started to take an interest in it. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Saying, oh, we kind of like this stuff. I always thought it was. Because just before we kind of dub thing come back, Jungle would hit. Yeah. Yes. You know, all the original nutters. Mm. Original nutter, nutter. Mm. Which for me, it was like Tennisor uh, singing over a studio one tree with a fast break beat yeah. in it. Yes. You know what I mean? Then all the other ones, Ricky, Ricky, and all them and jungle hits was coming yeah, out, yeah, and he yeah, yeah. just went bananas. And all of a sudden, that kind of dark was dying down a bit. Mm. And that's how they wanted to capitalize on that they thought was a new, mm. the new jungle was kind of the new thing for the young kids. Right. And they thought it might be dub. Right. So they started this label called Dubhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And basically, they just said to us, like, we want to, like, put your music out. You know, I'm like, well, okay, fair enough, you know what I mean? Mm. And pay us a bit of money. Not a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that was the thing that got us into Europe. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask about that. that that's the thing, yeah. yeah. That, that's the thing, because he had distributed all over Europe. Yeah. Right. You know, he sent us on our first tour. I think it was Bush Chemist Disciples and Armageddon, who was from Bristol, a guy called Gaffer. Remember Gaffer? He sang around with Tubbies. Okay. He was from Bristol back Same. in the day. But yeah, that was it. I mean, that was really the start. We used to do like loads of shows over there. To three people in the dance, four people. There was no one there. No one was really interested. Right. You know what I mean? But we kept persevering. Dubbo kept releasing the stuff and it started getting bigger and so, so bigger and bigger. You could argue that the, the thriving scene that's in Europe now is really down to a man like yourselves. Who, we are. If you weren't well, there some people might have said that. But yeah, I, I think it's definitely had an impact. Yeah. No two ways about it. Because even when the music changed and it was going dance or it was going yeah. jungle, you just stayed on. You stayed in your lane and just yeah, did what I, you did. To be honest, I really liked jungle. I thought jungle was the most original yeah. thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. yeah. When it first came out, because it was totally yeah, original. It was different. I've never heard anything like it in my life. Yeah. 
Lana Mercy yeah. and Lana Mercy. Yeah. You'd have yeah. Saxon. That's what Matt D. Right? <laughs> Someone sampled a Saxon tape, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dimmy, dimmy, sound boy. You're going to get my shot. Yeah, yeah. Wah, 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 It's sound boy. It's like, wow. We were saying about the dubbed and Europe and how. Yeah, definitely. Dubbed was the the thing that opened the key, opened the doors. Mm. I definitely think for us in Europe, you okay. know what I mean? Because really and truly, in England, people were really interested. Apart yeah. from the people who used to go Shaka and Manasa, or by now you had Abishanti come along and you had Iration as well. Yeah. That was the other sounds. That was you know what I mean. Yeah. The new sound. What was um, Rusty's sound called? Boom Shakalaka. Boom Shakalaka. That's right. Yeah. 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 He come. Yeah. He started making. I see him a couple of times. Once down in uh, Southall. Right, yeah. Against uh, Abishanti. Abba, yeah. Yeah, and I think he was... He got, got blown got, away, innit? <laughs> yeah, he got battered. Like, like yeah. a cod in the chip shop. Yeah, yeah. Battered. Oh, dear. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. I played against Joe, I think, in South End once. Okay. On Jim's side. Remember Jim? Yeah, Jim, yeah. Everyone know Jim. And it was <laughs> like, I, I had bad feelings about it. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I thought, he's going to batter me, like, like again, mm. like a cod in the chip shop. And he, and he did, basically. <laughs> it was like a bird. It was like baptism of fire. Okay. Take your beat and go home. Out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because by that time, well, you know Joe's good on, he's on as, a, as a sound man, you know what I mean? Plus, yeah, Tubby's eye fight at the time. I think yeah, sound yeah, Tubby's whole sound, isn't it? For real. And it was, his, I had Jim's made up boxes, you know what I mean? Right. There's, there's no way I was going to compete with him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's mm-hmm. life experience, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? You Absolutely. can only learn from getting beat up. <laughs> hey, those are the harshest, but the best lessons. You remember, Joe's been going with Tubby's for years, so he's yeah. an expert at what he does. Yeah. He's an expert at uh, being a Sandman. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's Sandman in his sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, are, there are certain people that are born to do certain things. Mm. Like Hendrix is born to play guitar. Right. I can learn to play guitar all day long, but I'm never going to be as good as him. Right. They've got something inside them mm-hmm. that is just natural. Mm-hmm. Organic. And certain selectors yeah. are just natural at doing yes. that. And that's what they can do that in their... their in their sleep yeah you know what i'm saying so having your own studio like yeah. your, your own established like yeah. fully functioning studio i mean you're something of an autodidact uh, by the way that's our word of the day okay yeah i don't even know what it means yeah it's uh, sure it's, it's all right you can get penicillin for it okay yeah <laughs> but for the for the listeners and the viewers what does it mean or that somebody who is self-taught. Okay. okay, fair enough. And most most of us, uh, we're, we've just got that. That's natural for us, yeah. isn't it? To teach ourselves. Yeah. Well, we you did didn't go a... to school to learn that. Yeah. You learned it yourself. I, never, no, I mean, let's be realistic. If you were a young kid and you said you wanted to learn to be a pseudo engineer, where would you go? Mm. They don't teach you at school, do they? You've, no. got, a, you've got a start at the bottom. In a, in a T-boy. As a T-boy. Or yeah. back in the day, you call it a tape pop. Yes. Yeah, okay. you, you say... Your job would to be rewind that tape, right. press that tape, See. play, yeah. get the tea from the shop, go and yeah. buy the fags, etc. Yeah. Go for, yeah, yeah, and yeah. hopefully you might get one day a chance to go on a mixer yeah. mm. or do something else, you know. But like you say, it's all, it's all we've all done it ourselves. So trial and error, hours and hours, burning the midnight hour, yeah, just weeks and weeks and months. The and thing months. is, it didn't feel like work because it was fun. No, mm. of course not. It was it's something Passion, I like to it? do. It was like. Mate, this ain't works. He's having yeah. a laugh. Mm. I remember once we got a, a um, it was a, a Simpty unit, yeah, for the eight tapes. track, mm. yeah. And it took no one knew how to work oh, it, no, and no. it took about what was it about a month? Yeah, it no, took I a month long, trial and error, and I was not going to give up. What did you have a Fostex? Cra- 
No, no it's Haskell, mate, Trek. No, it was a Soundcraft. Suffice to say, learning, knowing that you had to conquer the learning curve. And you had to put it on 16 or 1. On the tracks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it'll bleed through. Oh, it's yeah, one or yeah. eight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was always channel eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, come on now. It was a crazy thing, but Nightmare. I know what it is. But but is it? You you get bloody minded yeah. to the point where I'm gonna learn to do this, yeah. and I'm gonna, mm. and then all of those times you stub your toe. That's what kind of it, it, it yeah. strengthens your resolve, and it no, makes definitely. you a better engineer or better guitarist. No, it does. Or whatever. And then five years later, <clears throat> you finally got a lot of these tapes with just voices on them. Mm. And, a, and you can't find the, the MIDI to go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that used to piss me off. In the end, I, I ended up buying a 16 track so I could bounce all the tracks onto the tape. Yes. So I'd not have to simp to you out because that was a flipping nightmare. Yeah. Sometimes it was going wrong. I was thing, you'd get a drop out on the tape because the tapes drop out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd go for the track and it, it, it would lose yeah. sync. Yeah. What happened? I'd drop out on the tape. You have to yeah. record the whole sync to again, track yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm glad them days are over. Yeah, it would, it would help if you if you made a good solid recording of, of yeah. Simpty, but yeah. the, the other side, like you said, there's going to be spillage on track yeah. seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a pain in the arse. Yeah. But again, it made you learn. Mm. And I like to say, I learned on a four track. Yeah. You know, and I was in my loft. I mean, after after about two or three years in my loft, I got cheesed off being there because I never went out. Mm. I'd get up in the morning, have some breakfast, and go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. It felt like I never left my house. Yeah. And in the end, it just it, it, it started affecting me. It mundane. Yeah, I think it's just like... Cabin fever. Yeah. Yeah. It was then, I remember going down, just driving around Shackwell Lane, around there, looking for somewhere okay. to rent. And I seen this property, like I said, the first day in Shackwell Lane, them days, it was a shithole. Yeah. Mm. All around there was prostitutes, crackheads. Yes, it, yes. it weren't like it is now, gentrified and nice. Yeah. It was a shithole. No it's one wanted to now. go around there. So I see this old building, and I managed to get it for 400 quid a month. And it. A whole building, like two floors. Mm. You know what I mean? And lucky enough, downstairs was a studio already that somebody had previously. Oh, okay. So there was this big drum booth Bumble already built. Booth. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, hey, I'm having this. Yeah. So I moved in there. I got a lodger upstairs, which I paid, he paid like 300 quid. So I was only paying like 100 pound a month. Wow. I was fucking He's laughing. <laughs> and basically, I was there for 10 years. Yeah, and I produced untold life. tons of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first um, time I came to your yeah. studio as well. Down there. Yeah. And then. No, you, if you went to that same place, it's probably about four grand a month. Believe. You know what I mean? So, yeah. For real. That's when I had to move to Tubby's. It just shows the dedication, you know. You know what? They see, what is, you, they see you doing what you do and yeah. they don't realise the hours. Oh, it's loads of hours. Yeah. But you know what was always the main thing that made me do it? What else am I going to do? Right. Go work, work in a building site again. Yeah. Sainsbury's is still hiring. They exactly. held your job. They held your job. Exactly. That was the only other option. There was no right. option. I ain't going to lie. It's hard out there job-wise now, you know. Yeah, definitely. The market is like, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's not tough, easy, man. You know what I mean? So. Like, I didn't want to do that. Fuck that. I want to get up at yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning, go work on building site, dig trench. Fuck that. I want to get up at 9 o'clock, go studio by 11, mm. maybe work till 7 or 8 in the evening, that's it. Done. Mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes... The money was shit. I used to work all week. Sometimes I'd get like fucking hundred quid. Yeah. But then the next week I learned like six hundred quid. Mm. Right. The money was so like up and down, up and, up down, and down. down. You could never, you never know what's coming through your door. Yeah. And then you have people that was your mates and that you recalled for them and you do it like cheap and all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And all these things come into play. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Remember, you're doing all you're doing it. You're doing it yourself. Yeah. I have no backing from any company. Yeah. No one's paying me no money. So if I didn't earn that money. 
I didn't get no money. Exactly. You know what I mean? And by in the meantime, I still have to pay my missus money for to run the ass. Yeah. Kids, you know what I mean? Old old banger car. That's why I still drive old bangers now. Because <laughs> in those days you could buy a car for two hundred pounds, didn't it? Ain't it? Yeah. Your car broke down. Oh fuck it, scrap it. Thirty quid. Well, as long as the studio is working, no matter about the yeah, car. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> get your priorities right. Well, this is it, bro. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So everything really was done on a budget. We've been yeah. our budget. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? That's why we're never going to sound like mm. a big. Massive pop studio with great yeah. big sound. Yeah. That's old desk. Yeah. You know, I mean, all my desks was like second hand from the 1990s or 1980s. Mm, yeah. That had to be like polished up or fixed mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? Always breaking down. Yeah. You're coming from that Motown yeah. school of recording yeah. where it's a Analog, bit wonky, it? but it adds character. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had no choice. That was what we had. Those were the tools we had available. Yeah. Exactly. Remember, this is before digital. Yeah. yeah, yeah just going yeah. on to tape. There was none of this computer luck where you can just loop something for like four bars. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to either play, play it live or tape. Yeah, yeah, really. Mm. So it was, I mean, it was, you had the tools and that's it. But, you that, but there's you that did. discipline as well, isn't it? I mean, with computers now, I mean, you have total recall. So you go to bed, you wake yeah. up the next day, mm. it's exactly yeah. the same yeah. as you left it. Yeah. Whereas you'd have to literally know your onions, yeah. as it were. <laughs> yeah. Or your skelly and, 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 and sort Pimento. of bring it yeah. back, you know what I mean, no, from scratch. Definitely, man. Yeah. For real. So, let me just ask you some random questions. Go right? for it, just mate. So, so the people... Yeah, okay. What's your best characteristic or your best quality? Uh, I suppose uh, my sense of humour. Gets you through the day. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's nice to be nice, isn't it? Yeah. Have a laugh, you know what I mean? What's the point of being moaning, moaning, moaning all the time? So you're more of an optimist than a yeah. pep Yeah, definitely. I am an optimist, definitely. Mm. I like, I like I have, a, have a laugh. Mm. Can't have a laugh or a joke, man. Come on, what's the what's the point? Uh, it? <laughs> it makes no the... point of being miserable all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about your worst quality, your worst character? Impatience. Impatience. Okay. Yeah. Just like me. I can't. I can't. My, I think I've got some ADHD. Hurry up. ADHD. No, sorry. Oh, yeah, hurry up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've got some ADHD or some bollocks like that. Okay. Because I find if I, if I have to concentrate on something for too long, you lose interest. I lose interest in it. See. My brain can't handle it. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say that about school, you know, when you said you had trouble at school. Yeah, it probably you know, is. Now they would diagnose it as like yeah. ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Or... You'd have been on, not the spectrum of roots, you'd just been on a spectrum. I've never been analysed, but I, I've definitely got a problem with, I can't, when it comes to writing, you know, when you write a letter. Dyslexia. I, I can do it, but... Because that's I, another thing they didn't know about back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel dyslexia because I can read. Dyslexia right. is when you can't read things right properly, is that right? Well, yeah. There's levels. Okay. Yeah, it's reading and writing as yeah. well. Yeah. But I know when I write a letter, I'll do it so fast. And yeah, my own writing looks like scribble. Right, mm. right. And if I just sit down and go, do it nice and neat. Mm. I, used to, I used to watch people write and I used to go, look how neat inside it is. <laughs> Why can't I do that? I can do it. I start off. Maybe you yes. should have been a doctor. Then I go, like, and by the time I got to the end of it, I'm going, I have no patience. I got the patience to be neat. That's that is one of my downsides, I think. Definitely. Here's another question for you What advice would you give to your younger self? You could travel back in time. You're 24, Don't take 25. our drugs or all that, all that madness. Right. <laughs> Seriously, mate. Yeah. That, yeah. I was, got mashed up on, in the 80s. Right. It was a really bad time in my life where I got mashed up on our drugs for like right. three years. Okay. You know what I mean? I was nearly homeless, mm. sleeping in Dalston bus shelter. Right. Stop you know that. what I mean? And I see a lot of people mashed up on that stuff. A lot of people dead. didn't come back. Yeah. Mm. All the heroin and shit, man. Because in the 80s, there was a big spurge of it. Yeah, that was. You know what yeah. I mean? They never, they never told us. We used to smoke weed and, yeah. you know what I mean, do other li- other drugs, recreate. All of a sudden, this stuff come along and these guys go, oh, yeah, it's called smack. What'd mm. you do? You chase it on a dragon. Yeah. Like, oh, let's have a go. Fucking hell, mate. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I was hooked. For three right. years of my life. Yeah. 
It was shit, man. Really, and truly. After that, just... all, all the party drugs, seeing the ecstasy, and I, all that I never, stuff. I never got into that, but because by that you, time that comes, by then I done all that shit. Right. So you know what? <laughs> Been all there. I'm doing now is smoking weed, yeah. cigarettes, and booze. Yeah, I ain't taking none of that ease or ups or down. What as saved I'm... you from that, Doug? You know, it really was a lot of time is music because I used yeah. to like to say at the time when I tried to come off it, the, the thing, the only way I could come off it was get rid of all my mates because right. everyone I know was on it yeah. and the worst thing was like I remember my mum and dad going to me send him to Spain for two weeks he'll be right yeah. when he comes back they sent me to Spain I was out there fucking clucking like chicken mm -hmm. you know what I mean by the two weeks up now as soon as I got off the airplane get some gear get some yeah, gear yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. it was really music I used to go to my mate little John's house and we used to have music since he was kids and he started getting me back into the music. And that's when he started to take me to like Manasseh and that as well. Right. And that took me away from... Okay. What You have to have... When you're coming off anything hard like that, you have to have another focus mm -hmm. for you to focus on. Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't got nothing else to focus on, you're just going to drift back yeah, into that. Yeah, and it's, it's the fear of, of, of missing out. That if you have nothing to focus on, then you go yeah. back to what you know. Exactly. And what you know is your peer group, what, yeah. what he gets mm -hmm. up to. Even now, if you when you strike a match... Mm -hmm. And I smell that sulfur. Right. Okay. I think of gear. Yeah. See, even to this yeah. day. That association. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tin format. Jimmy Boyle used to call it. Jimmy Boyle. <laughs> get Jimmy Boyle out. He used to so get, the, get, the, get the brand on it. Yeah. Right, you know. <laughs> and go. I see some people I knew progressed and started jacking it up. Mm. And lucky enough, I never went down that route because when that, that started doing that, then AIDS come out. Remember AIDS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fucking lucky I didn't start to get needled yeah, business, yeah. man. Most but, of the, most of the reason reasoning behind that is because they say it was a far more economical way to get high. Oh, you got mashed per, up, right? Yeah, because there's no wastage. <laughs> yeah, right. it's all going in. Yeah, but you get more real, isn't it? Boy, that's that's when really, it's really. That's when real. you get proper ill yeah, when you come. Yeah, when we used to get ill, you feel like you had a cold or a bad flu. How people can die from, from exactly from so withdrawal symptoms. It's, it's, I'm glad I got out of it. I was lucky, really. Mm. All right, I know this part we were supposed to be talking about on a more positive. Yeah, well, it's right. positive because yeah, I come because, out of it. Yeah, so. no, yeah. for real, he's, you're, right. you're shining an example. Tapping into that, then, what advice would you give to young people in general or specifically around in music? music? Yeah, I think in music, you just I think right now. Get a job, do music on the side, right, mm. as a hobby, and continue with it. And if you get a, if you bust or get get something out of it, then you you venture into it. Mm. Is that what it, you wish you would have done? Well, again, the, the climate is not the same as what it used mm. to be. Everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry is making music now because yeah, you can. You do so not need any thing. musical experience whatsoever to make a tune now. It's funny you say that. I was in a Zoom call earlier on, and a young person um, is doing really well. He's had his issues and he's been going to a recording mm. studio and the therapist person said um he, he mentioned a particular studio though that he went to and it was asking me if i know the studio and i said mm -hmm. well there's about 14 million studios yeah, exactly and that's yeah, just yeah. in north london yeah <laughs> there is i mean so that's a good just, thing yeah but you know what i mean a lot of people think oh they can make a tune it will sell and i'll be a millionaire and a bit. it doesn't work like that mm. get a job do it on the side you know what I mean? And if it starts getting good, then you can leave your job. You know, I mean? always have that as your backup. Same as these footballers, you're back, oh, I earn all these millions of pounds, and next, when they retire three years later, they're broke. Yeah. And they've got nothing to fall back on because they've, all they've done all their life is that. Have something else as well. Yeah, like, yeah. If shit is the fan and it don't work out with that, then you can fall back on that, I suppose. That's good advice. You know what I mean? All right, here's, here's one more for you. <laughs> Go on. And we're just going to round up the show now, and it's yeah. this one. 
you know the world's a right messed up place now right it's i can't make sense of it i ain't even gonna try that's why on this particular show here we don't talk about certain subjects because Mm. there's rabbit holes going down joining rabbit holes and we ain't going down alice in wonderland bro it's it's, it's worse than that (laughs) so um, with that in mind it's called like the miracle question if you woke up in the morning and a miracle happened over overnight and the world was a far better place. How would you know? And oh, I don't know. What, what, what do you mean, far better from, place? From your perspective, the world's a better place. Well, well, for one, there'll be sun shining instead of rain. Because remember, we live in England, and it's always fucking raining or it's cold. <laughs> I'm waiting for the fucking heat wave. They're telling me about this global warming. He ain't come here, mate. Ain't it's it? August and it's not even sunny. Yeah, it's in southern Spain. So uh, that'd be so. nice, sunny weather. Yeah, that'd be great. Everyone's got a bit of money. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to say. That's a really hard question, really. It is. Um, you know, you know why? I mean? You know why I ask you that is because sometimes you know uh, one thing we didn't get to touch on was your your sort of political persuasion. Are you yeah. interested I, in in no, who's I don't, it's the all, They're all full of shit, mate. The whole all lot. of them. Left, left wing, right, and left center. wing, right wing. <laughs> fucked a lot. They're all full of shit. Power yeah. to the people. It's it's bullshit. Listen, I've been on this earth fucking fifty nine years, uh, and every politics is the same old shit. Yep. In a couple of months' time, we're going to see the same thing. They call it, was it voting season? Mm. And they come out and promise you the Everybody most amount of shit yeah. against shit against shit. They all be fighting there by each other. Mm. And they promise that nothing will ever happen. All right. All yeah. right. There's one more thing before we finish. Go on. Tell us a joke, bruv. Joke? Yeah. Fucking hell. Give us a joke. I'm trying to think of a joke, man. He said you was a funny guy. Come on, man. Yeah, that's jokes is jokes. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to tell jokes. It can't be too lewd. Go on, quick, but, man. Uh, we don't mind. <laughs> he's be swearing. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I call my girlfriend. No, no, is it that one? I can't remember. It's a bad joke. What's it called? It's the way he tells them. Any? I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I can't stand on stage. And go, oh, I'll shit myself. <laughs> Again, you have to be a certain person to stand on stage right. and tell jokes. Just or tell talk. us a joke, man. I'm trying to think. All right, you want me to give? My wife calls me thrush. Really? Because why? Because you're because you're a right irritable cunt. <laughs> And on that note, I've got a next one. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, next one. I've got a next one. Two birds on a fucking cash out on, in Tesco. And one bird goes to the other one. I can always tell a single bloke from a married bloke. She goes, How'd you do that? She goes, Watch this, watch this. This bloke walks over and he goes, One egg, one beans, one bag of crisps. She goes, You're a single bloke, you, aren't you? She goes, How did you know? You're right, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's two C words and we can't use them. Oh, stop it. That's a funny joke. And you're thinking now, oh, she got some plan. I like that. There you go. Well, well Dougie, man. They're old school proper jokes, bro, from the 70s. It's been a real blast, when, man. It's been a pleasure, bruv. Yeah, man, definitely. A good laugh.